Patients with triple negative breast cancer face an uphill and often recurring battle. And as physicians, we're always searching for the most effective treatments. That's why today we'll speak with the lead investigator of one of the latest studies exploring a new treatment option for these patients. Welcome to Project Oncology on ReachMD. I'm Dr. Pavani Chalasani, and joining me today to talk about the SN trial and sasetuzumab govitecan treatment in metastatic triple negative breast cancer patients is Dr. Aditya Bhadia, an associate professor of medicine at Harvard Medical School and a medical oncologist and director of breast cancer research at the Massachusetts General Hospital. Dr. Bhadia, thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me. To start, Dr. Bhadia, can you give us some background on the SN trial and the treatment with sasetuzumab govitecan? What were some of your key clinical trial mm-hmm. results? So the SN trial evaluated sasetuzumab govitecan in patients with pretreated metastatic triple negative breast cancer. If you look at the current landscape, the recommendation is to consider chemo with without immunotherapy as first-line treatment for metastatic TNBC, but then patients have disease progression. And the standard options include iribulin or navalbine or capecitabine, but the median progression-free survival is usually around two months or so with these standard options. So there's a need for better therapies. Sacituzumab govitecan is a trope-2-directed antibody drug conjugate. Uh, as a reminder, trope 2 is overexpressed in majority of triple negative breast cancers, other subsets as well. And so this antibody drug conjugate uh, targets trope 2 and has SN38, the active metabolite of iron as the payload. So the idea is to deliver higher doses of chemo preferentially to the tumor cells as compared to the normal cells. So you have better efficacy to toxicity ratio. The phase one, phase two trial with this agent uh, clinical activity with uh, response rate of more than 30% was seen in pretreated patients with metastatic TNBC. So the ASCEN trial compared sasetuzumab govitecan, Voss's standard of care chemotherapy, uh, irubilin, navalbine, uh, gemcitabine, and uh, capecitabine in pretreated patients with uh, metastatic TNBC. In terms of the study results, the study met its primary endpoint. It showed that patients who received sasetuzumab govitecan had almost doubling of their progression-free survival as well as doubling of overall survival as compared to standard chemotherapy. So it's been a practice-changing study and led to the approval of sasituzumab govitecan for patients with pretreated metastatic triple negative breast cancer. And as per FDA label, patients should have received one line of therapy in the metastatic setting. So it could be a second line and plus option for patients with metastatic TNBC. Great, thank you. So given that it is a TROPE2-directed antibody drug conjugate, would you recommend TROPE2 testing prior to deciding the use of sasetuzumab? That's a great question. The drug targets TROPE2, so one would expect that the expression of TROPE2 would impact responses. And this is partly true. If we look at the ASCENT trial, patients who had tumors with high TROPE2 expression, the response rate was higher as compared to patients who had tumors with low trope 2 expression. However, even in patients who had low trope 2 expression, the response rate, the progression-free survival was better with sasituzumab govitecan as compared to standard of care endocrine therapy. So that is why trope 2 expression is not recommended 
in terms of routine clinical practice because it would not impact your clinical decision-making. Even in patients with low trope 2, this agent is better than standard of care endocrine therapy. So we do not recommend testing trope 2 for therapy selection, at least at this time. So following up on that, if there are higher responses based on the trope 2 expression on the tumor, have you seen in the SN trial or other studies with sasetuzumab any change in the adverse events based on the expression? Or is that something to worry about when you're talking to patients? So in general, trope 2 is overexpressed in tumor cells, not so much in normal cells. So we've not really seen a correlation between trope 2 expression and the adverse event profile. The common side effects include myelosuppression, diarrhea, as well as alopecia. We have seen some correlation between UGT1A1 polymorphisms and the incidence of adverse events. And the rationale is that the drug has SN38 payload, which is metabolized by UGT1A1. So if there's polymorphism in UGT1A1, you can have higher levels of SN38, which can contribute to the side effect profile. And you do see some correlation between UGT1A1 polymorphisms and incidence of certain adverse events like neutropenia and febrile neutropenia. For those just tuning in, you're listening to Project Oncology on ReachMD. I'm Dr. Pavani Chalasani, and I'm speaking with Dr. Aditya Bardia about oral selective estrogen receptor degrader as a treatment option for patients with hormone receptor positive, HER2 negative metastatic breast cancer. Can you just give a sense of how often or what is the frequency of dose reductions which were needed on the study and also in your practice? Yeah, the number one side effect with this agent is myelosuppression, neutropenia, including high incidence of grade three, grade four neutropenia, which can usually be managed by dose holds and if need be dose interruptions. I would say about one third of patients need dose holds interruptions with sasituzumab covitekin. We did subset analyses looking at patients who had dose reductions versus not and the impact on outcomes. And we could see that even with dose reduction, there was no a negative impact in terms of outcomes. And I think it's about the right dose for the patient, not necessarily the highest dose. So clinically, I would feel very comfortable reducing a dose if a patient has a lot of adverse events. So currently, based on its approval, you did mention earlier that it's approved as a second line. But if a patient comes in who was on neoadjuvant and completed the adjuvant treatments, is there a scenario where you would use it earlier if they have disease progression or metastatic disease earlier? Yeah, so we can uh, look at a scenario, a patient who receives neoadjuvant treatment, uh, has residual disease, then gets capecitabine, and then soon thereafter has uh, disease recurrence. So technically, that would be one line. As per FDA label, you need one line of therapy in the metastatic setting as well. So for a patient like this, I would consider chemo with without immunotherapy as the first line for metastatic TNBC. If the tumor uh, has pdl one expression, consider the use of pembrolizumab. But then after that, when the patient has disease progression, one could consider uh, sasituzumab covitekin in the second line and plus setting. Now, how about the first line setting? That is something that's being investigated in uh, clinical trials, the ASCENT-03 and ASCENT-04. These are clinical studies looking at sasituzumab, covitec, and with, without immunotherapy as first line therapy for patients with metastatic TNBC. 
Great. So given that sasetuzumab, govitecan did change the practice with, you know, really good uh, responses and durable responses in patients with triple negative, how do you see the future for antibody drug conjugates to play in triple negative breast cancer? There's a lot of interest in antibody drug conjugates, uh, interest in looking at antibody drug conjugates in the first line metastatic TNBC setting, but also neoadjuvant adjuvant to prevent disease recurrence. Sasituzumab govitecan in the example of trope 2 ADC. There's another ADC that has received a lot of attention. It's called datopotomab deroxetan or DATO-DXT, which is a trope 2 directed ADC. And also interest in HER2 ADCs with bystander effect, uh, which can target these so-called low HER2 tumors, ER positive as well as TNBC, with an agent like trastuzumab deroxetan. So interest in ADCs and the whole idea is to deliver higher doses of payload preferentially to tumor cells than normal cells so we can further improve on not just the efficacy but also have a better uh, toxicity profile. Well, with those final thoughts in mind, I want to thank my guest, Dr. Aditya Badia, for joining me today and sharing his expertise on the SN trial and insights as a treatment option for patients with triple negative breast cancer. Dr. Badia, it was great having you on the program today. I'm Dr. Pavani Chalasani. To access this and other episodes in our series, visit reachmd.com slash project oncology, where you can be a part of the knowledge. Thanks for listening.